Welcome to the We Go Boldly podcast. I'm Riley Karsh. And I'm Tova Copan. And we're so excited to have you with us on this journey. We are inviting you to the forefront of your own life. We are pushing you to examine your own unique feminine mythology and release the anchors of unreasonable expectations. Tune in as we discuss everything from culture and relationships to careers and advocacy. Let's be bold and brave together. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. We are, as always, super, super excited to be talking to you all today, and um, we're excited about this episode. So welcome, and hey, Tova, good to see you. Yes. Hi, Riley. It is good to see you as well. Still on Zoom, but still lovely to see you. Yes. Well, you know, we are, I'm going to just let the cat out of the bag. We are fully vaccinated now. Woohoo. Yes, um, we are. So, you know, maybe in the near future, we'll be doing this in person. You never know. Um, but in the meantime, we are safely zooming away and uh, talking today about a very interesting and exciting um, topic. Uh, we are talking about belonging. And uh, I have learned it's more along the lines of belongingness, which is very hard to say. So if I trip up, sorry, listeners, it's uh, it's a hard word to get out without stumbling over. Belongingness. Yeah, there's a lot happening there. There's yeah. a lot of syllables. So, you know, yeah. I'll do my best, but it's a, it's a, it's a long, it's a, it's a big concept with a lot of syllables. So today we are talking about your uh, your sense of belonging and where it comes from and why it matters and uh, how you can, if you struggle with this, how you can cultivate a deeper sense of belonging in the world and um, improve your life by doing so. So let's dive in. Let's talk about it. Yes. I, well, so I'm excited to talk about it. I love all of the research um, sort of around the world of belonging. And you know, when we were initially planning this season, we were like, yes, right after boundaries, let's talk about belonging. And then as this week approached and we started talking about the research or, or like, okay, we have to research it. We were like, wait a minute, why did we pick now to talk about belonging? But once we dove into the research, it really makes sense because in order to have that sense of belonging, you need to really tap into your authentic self and everything that we've talked about the first season and the second season, especially setting boundaries as to, you know, for yourself and for others all goes back to this sense of authenticity and self-acceptance. So we were right. It does fit quite well, right? In here in the season. It does. It does. It was um, at first. So when I started sort of diving into this research for today's episode, it started out going, well, you know, if you're setting boundaries, even I, and, you know, we've spent a long time in this world. So even I stumble. So I want to make sure everyone knows (laughs) that if you're just starting out and you're like, oh, this is so hard, I'm never going to figure it out. Um, You will. And understand that we all have setbacks and we all struggle. And so I was struggling with this a little bit going, wait a minute, if I'm setting boundaries, how am I going to belong? I'm putting up all these, these fences and these things to keep people out. This doesn't make any sense. So what Tova was just talking about was a little bit of that like stumbling block I was having of going, but I'm setting boundaries and that's keeping me away from people. But really, let's just take a step back to last week when we were talking about boundaries, and that's not what we meant, right? We weren't saying that. We were saying, and this is maybe more for myself than for anyone else listening, I don't know. But what we were really saying was we were creating space around ourselves to respect our own moment in time, whatever it is that we were going through or whatever it is that we're dealing with or whatever space we're in, creating that uh, mental and emotional space so that we can say no to things if we need to, or we can say no to unhealthy relationships, or we can say yes, whatever, whatever the right uh, experience is for the moment, that's what setting boundaries is. It's not creating walls and fences and things where people can't get into you and you can't get to them. It's, um, it's about making sure that your space works for you. And that is about accepting yourself for who you are, right? And where you are and knowing yourself. So that sort of moves us forward into the concept of belonging. And how do you 
how do you, how do you belong? I think a lot of people struggle with this. You know, you kind of hear that, that whole scenario of I'm standing in a giant room full of people and there's tons of conversations and there's people everywhere. And I don't feel like I, I you know, I feel alone that, 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 that's a traditional stereotype of, of a conversation, right? That's been had over and over and over again. So it's interesting that you use that exact example because I don't actually think I was talking to you about this just days ago, but I was talking to someone about sort of the, the things we're going to say no to as we go back into whatever this new normal that we're entering in. And I said, you know, the, the last weekend night that I went out, I think it was the weekend before everything shut down for the pandemic. And so March of 2020, and it was someone's birthday party. And I, it was the exact scenario you just said of a room full of people. Everyone's having conversations. I was sort of friends with a lot of the people, but more of like our kids did sports together friends. And but I, I visualized it as I need to go, I need to get out of my comfort zone. I need to go meet more people. And, and I suppose over the last year, what I realized was um, I, I actually don't need to do that. <laughs> and because I, I don't, I, I'm not going to make good friends necessarily, at least me personally at an event like that. Or if I do go to an event like that, maybe I need to take care of myself a little bit and make sure that I go with somebody, right? Um, that, or I have someone lined up. So when I walk into a room, I know that I'm going to see them. I'm going to walk across. I'm going to talk to them. But there's, you know, that because what it does when you get into a situation like that is at least for me, I suddenly feel a sense of not belonging. Whereas if I was standing next to all of these people, um, at a meeting for the kids or, or in a lot of other different scenarios, I would feel comfortable, but just that scenario, I wasn't feel comfortable. I wasn't feeling like I was belonging and I didn't want to be there. And it was just this very weird feeling. And it's at that point that I start having those feelings of when you're of, of being a, a middle schooler yeah. or in elementary school yeah. and you're, you start getting disconnected from your authentic self and you start thinking like, how do I fit in? Yes. Right. And fitting in, and I put quotes, which is great because nobody can see it because it's a podcast. (laughs) So well done. I saw it. it. Yeah. You saw them, (laughs) but fitting in is not the same as belonging. Right. And so I think that's really important. And my long-winded story about going to this party where I felt uncomfortable, you know, I wasn't standing there going, okay, let's tap into my inner voice. Let's think about my authentic self. How am I going to belong? Is this where I belong? It was more like, what can I do to fit in? And it was like a panic response. Right. So let's take a step back, like I like to do, and just sort of define the concept of belonging. And when you look at the research and you look at this, you know, this is a scientific field of research and, and people study it with some degree of regularity. And so when you look at it, people, defi- scientists and researchers define it as um, the feeling that you're accepted and welcome and included as part of the larger group around you as you are without exception. So whoever you are at that moment is being accepted and, in- and included. So um, I think that's important to start to understand and hold on to as we go through the conversation. And now what Tova's describing and what she experienced and what I can say from personal, my personal life, I have certainly experienced many, many, many times over. This is something I have struggled with my entire life for a variety of reasons. Um, This feeling like I don't belong is something um, that, you know, that I think a lot of people struggle with. And, it, and the description, Tova, that you gave is something that you hear over and over and over again. And it's something that, of course, again, has been studied. And you see that there are some really, you know, there's some minor consequences and then there are some extreme consequences to these experiences for people. And um, 
it, it, it can be really, really overwhelming. And it's, it's the rare human that can, in the middle of that experience, stop, take a deep breath and kind of tune into their inner voice and go, oh, this is what I'm experiencing right now. And I'm going to take a deep breath and I'm going to walk outside and have a conversation with the one person I know in the room. And so it's important to, for everyone listening and for, you know, anyone who struggles with this, like I do, and I think Tova has, um, to recognize that one, it's, it's a fairly normal experience to have. And two, that you can overcome it. You can work through it. There's ways for us to address these sorts of experiences and ways for us to um, figure out, for lack of a better description, how to belong without sacrificing our own sense of self. And that's the important aspect. And that's the part that actually gets us to the belonging. So, um, and that's a real struggle. And it's something I personally didn't learn until, oh, I don't know, like in the last five years. (laughs) Well into my 40s. So that's a hard, that's a hard lesson, I think, for people to learn. I think it's also where this concept of boundaries come in. Mm -hmm. And it's boundaries less for the people. And once again, we said this in the last episode, boundaries aren't for everybody else. They're for you to figure out what makes you feel safe and comfortable. And, you know, it is, it is setting boundaries for yourself to say, this is something that I don't enjoy, or this is something that I don't feel comfortable doing, or, and, you know, if, it, it's particularly hard, I think, if you're in the the scenario where you want to meet new people or you want to get, quote, outside your comfort zone. And I do think this is a little bit where that concept of distress and discomfort come in, right? Like, and and figuring out how, how do I stay true to myself, but also get a little uncomfortable in that good uncomfortable way right? versus stay true to myself and feel like and prevent myself from feeling distress or like the the panic um and so I think a lot of it is figuring out where to draw those lines for yourself yeah it may be that so you know instead of and it's it's all a little hypothetical right now because we're still in a pandemic right but it may be that instead of going to the big party with 100 people you try a smaller party with 15 people where you know somebody and you right. work you know you take sort of baby steps in the process right there are ways that you can as toba was saying you can push yourself without overwhelming yourself so it's i, I think you kind of have to work in that gray area of of not going so far that it's it's distress but not sitting back and and taking yourself out of life and then you're still not getting to feel that sense of connectivity and belonging because that's that's also going to hurt you and and be detrimental well and i yes 100% and i think there's though that there's also to continue on that concept is it's okay to not feel comfortable in a certain situation. And I know that is something that, uh, and you had already said, you know, this is something everybody feels at one time or another, or many times or another. But, you know, when I take myself back to that party and looking around and thinking, everybody is having fun. Mm-hmm. Everybody yep. is having a great time. And so instead of me standing there and going, well, you have fun at parties too. You just don't know that many people here. And for me, everybody was there as a couple and I wasn't. And so there was that other weird addedness, weirdness to it. And, but instead of saying, this just isn't my moment (laughs) for this experience, it doesn't mean that I want to, you know, live up in my house and never leave. It's just, this isn't really what I'm enjoying. Um, you know, I think that it's important to remember that we do all feel this way. And if the goal is to, you know, be yourself and kind of not take and leave everything else, but just say, yeah, this is who I am and being who I am in this, in this situation, I'm just, it's not where I'm feeling my best. And my goal is not to fit in on a surface level. You know, and we're not telling you not to be like um, 
polite. <laughs> You're yes. like, I'm out. <laughs> like, right. Um, but don't blow goal, up the party. Like. Yeah, but the goal is to not just fit in on the surface level, but to find your space. Um, and I'm going to continue talking about this party, apparently, because it's like the last social event that I've been to. <laughs> but, um, but there were certain people there that I thought, you know, I do wish I knew them better. Right. And I do think it would be fun to develop a friendship with them. Then of course the whole world shut down the next week, but I still have that list in my head. I'm ready Mm -hmm. to go. And, and maybe there's other scenarios and I've tried to develop friendships with them in different ways so that I can still grow and connect to people, but in a truer way for me than just in that feeling of needing to fit in. Do you need more email? Have you not signed up for enough this year? How is your internet scrolling going right now? Let us help you out. That's right. It's time to subscribe to our Go Boldly Initiative newsletter and check out our shiny new website. Head on over to www.goboldlyinitiative.com to sign up right now. You'll stay on top of exciting news and upcoming events and get a chance for some fun freebies. At goboldlyinitiative.com, you will find info about us, the podcast, a Patreon community, and of course, everyone's favorite, merch. And don't forget, your inbox isn't really full until you hear from the Go Boldly Initiative. Back to the episode. And I, and I think it's important to start talking a little bit about why that sense of belonging is so important. I mean, we can all look at it and go, oh yeah, it really, I, I want to belong. Everybody wants to fit in. Everybody wants a, a group of people. Everybody wants somebody, right? Whether it's one person or you're the kind of person who wants 20 people, whatever it is. Um, it's it, Belonging in the research is fundamental to our sense of self-worth and vice versa, right? They're sort of symbiotic. And so I think if you stop and think about that, it's, it's a pretty, it's pretty deep, your sense of self-worth and your identity, who you are as a human is really, really tied up in your people, in your group, in where you fit in, in the world. And so if you spend a lot of time feeling like there is nowhere for you and nobody wants you and you're never going to fit somewhere. That's devastating. That's a that's a that's a real blow to your psyche. And so when we're ta- whether we're talking about, you know, looking at your social circles or your workplaces or your government or your culture as a whole, we're talking about something that is fundamental to people's mental health. And this is, that's why for me, this is such a huge, important topic. It's something that can really devastate human lives if people feel like they have nowhere to go, nowhere to turn, and nobody wants them. Um, it, it, it re- I, I just can't stress enough how important it is for people to feel like they have somewhere to turn where they're welcomed, they're included, and who they are who they really are, not who they're pretending to be, is welcome. Well, and I, I, what you just said is so important that, that you are welcome is who you really are, right? And that is where just fitting in doesn't serve the same purpose as truly belonging. Because if you are pretending, and maybe you're pretending consciously, and maybe you're pretending Maybe you're pretending isn't conscious yet. Maybe mm-hmm. you're, you know, you sent something is off, but you're still going through the process of sort of listening to your inner voice and learning who you really are. And, and so whether it is conscious pretending or not conscious pretending, um, if the goal is to fit in, it will never give you that sense of belonging because it's not your authentic self. It is part of whether it's a group of three people or whether it is a group of a hundred people or a town, a community, a larger organization. Um, And I can look back to a time when I was in elementary school and there were two girls that I was desperate desperate to be their best friend. 
And um, I'm going to tell the story. I don't know if they listen or if they will ever listen. They've both grown up to be very nice women. And they were also very nice girls. But I was desperate to fit in. But I think I always knew that I wasn't belonging with them. I'm, there were moments of belonging, right? There were moments of where my sort of inner self, authentic self fit, but it wasn't consistent. It was me trying to fit into this, this little small group of friends right. rather than me taking the time. And I'll give myself a pass because I was seven, but yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, rather than me taking the time to think about who I authentically was and truly finding a, a friend, a true belongingness. Yeah. Well, and I think just to touch briefly on childhood and belonging, I think this is, you know, that is the time at which you're supposed to kind of explore your sense of belonging. Right. And you, you're, you spend your time figuring out where it is you fit, where, like, who are your people? What kind of people are your people where, um, who are, you know, what is your identity? What is, what do you like? What do you not like? What kind of people match that? Now, of course, culturally, we have a lot of issues that come into play and that influence that reaction and those responses. And, um, you know, everything from systemic racism to school shootings, to uh, gendered stereotyping, to all kinds of social ills that are impacting our kids and how they get to belong and get to go through their days and their lives that, you know, I think have a huge impact on that. Um, I certainly see it in my kids right now. Um, but then of course you also have the differences of a tra traumatic childhood. So if you've had a traumatic childhood, um, your ability to attach and your ability to feel your self-worth in a, in a meaningful way is, uh, uh, is very much impacted and that impacts your ability to feel like you belong anywhere. Um, and so these things all come into play and all affect the consequences of your life and, and your trajectory and the way you learn how to belong and the way you learn how to be authentic and to feel your self-worth and to feel that sense of connection and connectivity to the places and people around you. So it's a very complex and um, consequential, I think, topic and, and obviously one that I am deeply <laughs> impacted by and interested in and I think um, would be longer than this one episode. So maybe, who knows, maybe we'll make it two episodes. But um, yeah, I think, uh, you know, I think that at, from the childhood perspective, we could do a lot better for our kids if we them a bit more about belonging and what it means and how to work with other kids on creating community. Yeah. And I think that, um, you know, if, if you can do it and figure it out as a child, you know, it can save you decades of having to relearn something. Oh, and sure. <laughs> <laughs> I can I, say from personal experience, yeah, that is 100% accurate. <laughs> you know, yeah, I was going to say, that's not like anything new here, but, but if you can, and, and it is a hard conversation to have with your kids and it's a hard conversation to have with yourself when you look back, because, you know, we, we talk a lot about being authentic and the only way you're going to feel like you truly belong is if you if you are authentic, right? But this idea of, like you mentioned with trauma or depending on your childhood, it is harder to hear that that voice or harder to, to know your authenticity. And if you've been spending most of your life trying to fit in or keeping the peace or whatever it is that you're trying to do versus true belonging, it is it takes a long time to sort of uncover or peel back the onion as to what is your behavior, what is authentic behavior, what is you just behaving a way to fit in or to, to um, is your trauma response to scenarios. And so it can be a long and sort of slow process to figure out 
enough who you are to find that sense of belonging um, with a group or in a community. It, I, I think that's absolutely true. And I also think that children who grow up in traumatic environments, whether it's the home environment or the, you know, if it's a, a neighborhood or whatever it is, have grown up in stress. And so growing up in that sort of world, whether it's, you know, like I said, whether it's due to your family, whether it's due to your environment or, or whatever the cause, it is harder to feel your self-worth. It is harder to feel your um, feel that self-acceptance. You're, you're either living in a constant state of anxiety because, you know, you're concerned about whatever is going on around you or you're, um, you know, constantly being told you are not worthwhile. And if that's what you have learned as a child, then unlearning that is a very long and challenging process. Um, and one that is not always done consciously, I think, until, you know, one is much older. And I think a lot of people fit that description, um, whether they realize it or not. And so oftentimes, I think we see people struggling with this sense of belonging or belongingness, as I, <laughs> as I mentioned, um, because they, they don't feel good about themselves, and they aren't being their authentic selves and they're, they don't trust that the world will accept who they are um, because in their past, the world hasn't. And so when you spend a lifetime feeling that sense of rejection for who you are, um, it's very hard to trust that anyone will ever accept the person that you are. And so how do you, you know, how do you move forward from that? Well, the research tells us you can. So I believe it because I believe science. <laughs> Um, and I believe it because personally, I've accomplished these things myself. So, you know, it's not just anecdotal. It's, it's, it's happened. Uh, it happens for people all the time. It can be done. Um, not easily, but it can be done. So, uh, you know, the science tells us if you, if you do put in the work on your self-worth and your self-acceptance, um, you, you can move forward. You can find uh, that sense of belongingness, um, that sense of connectivity. It, it is a lot of work and it is um, at times painful, I think, and quite challenging, but it can be done. I, I personally would suggest professional help. I think that, you know, we say it, I don't know, Toma, weekly. we said it like <laughs> weekly, a multiple lot. times, yeah. all the time. Um, you know, the help of a good licensed therapist, uh, psychologist, psychiatrist is cannot be oversold, um, you know, to deal with these those kinds of more uh, severe issues that have come from your lifetime. Um, I, I can't state enough how important it is to get somebody to help you with that who knows what they're doing. Do you love what you're hearing and want a little bit more? Do you just think we are really funny and want to laugh some more and spend a lot more time with us? Maybe you love us for our heart to hearts. I think that's it. If that's the case, join our Patreon community today at patreon.com slash we go boldly. Our Patreon community offers members an opportunity to dive even deeper into what it means to live a limitless life. We are here and ready if you're all in on this journey with us and want more of us in your life. Join our Patreon community today at patreon.com slash we go boldly for that extra sauce you always dreamed of. And now back to the show. I'm just going to, I'm going to jump in and say even more. I don't know if this is going to be my new personal, like mini crusade here or what, but it doesn't need to be tra a traumatic childhood you're dealing with. That is such a blessing to have someone to talk to weekly that is only hearing your side of the story. That <laughs> so true. So is, true. You know, 50 minutes that they're only talking to you. You know, um, there are so many opportunities right now, either on if you have a company insurance plan that gives you five sessions for free or whatever, or these. I don't know actually any of the names of the apps, but I just keep hearing advertisements for them. So mm. I know there are all of these apps out there. Yep. That, you know, allow you to text your therapist. I don't know, 
but um, there's just so many options. So we don't have to wait for the issues to, you know, it doesn't have to be trauma related, although certainly if it is trauma related, you know, get the to a therapist, but um, it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. And you don't have to believe it was traumatic. Right. For you to need some help. That's another, that's another, (laughs) that's another little (laughs) nugget for you. Because, oh, I don't know. Oh, yeah. I mean, (laughs) buckle up, baby, though, because there's so many times that you're like, no, it's just normal. Isn't that what everybody does? And your therapist is looking at you like, no, no, that's not what everybody does. It's not normal. (laughs) You're like, oh. Cool. Cool. All right. Well, I'll be seeing you for longer. Um, But yes, but, but it does because the reason it is hard. I mean, there's lots of reasons. All of this can be very hard. Is that unfortunately, usually before you can truly belong and feel safe enough to be vulnerable, you actually have to be vulnerable. Right. It is a nasty chicken and the egg scenario. And in many, you know, in many cases, even if it's just being vulnerable with yourself, which can be very scary to do as well, you need to be vulnerable in order to truly belong so that you feel safe enough to feel vulnerable. And it is, um, it's hard. It's really, it is really hard. I, I do think that it is something though that can be done in very, very, very small baby steps. Yeah. Yes. That's the great thing. Yeah. Is that it's you don't have to do it all at once. And you don't have to do it with everybody. That's the like that's what I don't think I understood until I started doing this is that and I'll be honest, it was really my husband that like helped me sort of on this process. And now we've been married, oh God, almost eleven years. And, um, getting to like, getting me to open up was a real challenge. Cause I'm not the most, I was not the most open person when we met and, um, he really sort of helped me start down this pathway of being more vulnerable and being more honest and being more open. I always say he's like one of the first people I didn't want to lie to the first time I met him. And so that was a good sign that we should be together because, you know, lying is not a great way to start a relationship. (laughs) Go figure. Uh, Um, I can't wait to listen to this. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Well, and, and uh, let me lying to yourself is also not a good good way to start a relationship. Well, I include myself as a person. So, um, you know, it was, uh, it was a good, good start, but if the point is that if you can find one person, it doesn't have to be a romantic partner. It could be anybody. Um, it could be a yoga instructor, frankly, like, yeah. I mean, it could be anybody. It could be anybody as long as they're willing. I mean, you don't want to just dump it on some random person. Um, but you know, it, start small and it will sort of, it, it snowballs. It just keeps growing and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger until you find that you are much more comfortable recognizing your own emotions. You're much more comfortable being who you are and going, I'm not worried about what people think about that aspect of my personality or this, who I am in this moment. Um, you'll worry less about it. You'll you'll you, quite frankly, you'll notice it less. You'll just be who you are. There are other ways that we can work to grow our connectivity and our, um, our sort of ways to be more connected and belonging and, and all of those things. So um, while we uh, don't want to change ourselves to fit in because that's not authentic and that's not being ourselves, we do want to look to find common ground with people. We want to find other people who are interested in the same things we're interested in. We, we want you to try, we want you to make an effort. You know, like we said before, it's not a matter of going, well, I'm not going to change myself to fit in. So I'm just going to stay home and watch TV by myself for the rest of my life. It's um, it got, there's a middle ground that we need to find. So you, you do have to choose to make an effort to engage with people and, and kind of, 
look for activities and groups of people that you share common interests with. Yeah, and you know, so I by by chance we um, I got a book yesterday, a kids book on belonging. Um, which I then proceeded to leave a message on Riley's uh, voicemail, reading the entire book to her. Cause I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> but um, I find a lot of helpful sort of ideas um, when you read kids books about these sort of bigger issues, because sometimes it's so, it's so hard to know, like, well, how do I know if I belong or how do I know that feeling? And the, the book decided, the book described it as, when you eat your favorite food and you just that feeling you get like, yes, this is my favorite food and I do love it. Or the feeling um, for me, it would be getting in a, a made bed, like in my home and it's warm, maybe it's cold out and, and that feeling. And so I think there are ways to sort of start getting these little mini bites of feeling of like, I'm being truly authentic I have identified my favorite food. I am now eating my favorite food. I am listening to my inner voice because it likes strawberries and, and sort of tapping into that. And then like Riley, like you said, taking it to that next level of taking it to another person. And I think it's, it's really so important. And I struggle with this daily of, you know, reminding myself that all things aren't for all people, right? So the goal with belonging or belongingness is not to be comfortable in every situation and be comfortable in every scenario that is fitting in, that is pretending to fit in. Right. The, the goal of belongingness is finding the scenarios and the situations that you're true to yourself and you do truly feel like you belong. And so it might, what I may learn about myself is unless it's my closest, dearest friends, I may never really enjoy large parties. Maybe I will. I don't know. I'm still figuring it out. But, um, but I think it's important to know that this process is sort of figuring out what you like and what you don't like and what works for you and what your inner voice is telling you. And it's just important to know that what works for somebody isn't going to be what works for somebody else. And that is so okay. Are you looking to connect? Do you want more from your relationship with our show? You may think this is a match.com ad, but no, we're asking you to join our go boldly together Facebook community. That's right. Friends. Join us on Facebook at Go Boldly Together and help us build our bold society of limitless women. Let's connect, converse, and laugh together as a community. Plus, we promise no weird pics like you might find on a dating site. That's right. See you on Facebook at Go Boldly Together. Back to the show. Yeah, and I think that the larger concept of that is in, in what will help you feel a greater sense of belonging is learning to accept other people for who they are. And so the more accepting we are of others in all of their, you know, wacky uniqueness and whatever they present to you in the moment, um, you know, barring something awful, um, that kind of acceptance, that unconditional love we have for the people in our lives, that's going to make you feel a greater sense of belonging. It seems maybe counterintuitive. You're going, well, what do you mean? I'm accepting other people. I need them to accept me. Mm. Well, I think if you think about it for a little while, you'll, you'll see, (laughs) of course, it's going to make you feel a greater sense of belonging. You're connecting to that person. You're accepting them. You're accepting who and what they are in that moment and how they are and, and the light and the love that they're bringing into your world and that's going to reflect back to you. And that's um, that's a really powerful way of connecting with somebody and it will allow them to connect back to you if you can give that gift. And yes, a hundred percent. It is a gift truly because it is also, if you accept somebody else, it is not only giving you permission to be kinder to yourself, 
but it's also giving them permission to be kinder to themselves. Mm -hmm. And just like if you practice your own authenticity and vulnerability, that not only is good for you, yay, but it is also giving other people around you permission to be vulnerable and be authentic. And so there's a lot of this that sort of flows in both directions. And it is often like being the person that you want to see in the world, kind of. I know that's like a cheesy saying, um, but it's true. It's it's putting out what you want to see and being accepting so that it helps other people be accepting and accepting yourself. It all goes all of the ways. Yeah. And, and so, and it leads into kind of how can we help foster the sense of belonging in our communities and our workplaces and schools in in our home life in our social circles because as you know as good citizens of the world as people who want this um sense of belonging the sense of community to exist it it i hate this word it behooves us <laughs> to to put this out there right it, it makes sense for us to bring this out and externalize it out into the world. So the more you show up as your authentic self, one, the better you will feel. Um, I, I say from my personal experience, my journey, uh, I think I've said this on the podcast several times, my word for the year is authenticity. I am working very diligently to be my authentic self in my interactions in the world all year, um, which, uh, is challenging. It's hard to not try to fit in when you want people to like you and who doesn't want people to like them. Um, but if you show up as your authentic self, you allow, like Toba just said, you allow other people to be themselves. And it, it, it's just a more honest interaction and it feels better. And it, I, I, I feel lighter. I feel more released and relieved. Well, so I'm glad you said that because I, on, on one hand, it's harder and on the other hand, it's so much easier. It's right? like a weight has been lifted. <laughs> yes, yes. And and that is like many things that are hard is they're really hard and also easy. <laughs> like they're, they, they do, it brings a relief to you. It brings, you know, it's, it's lighter, right? It is. And I will, I don't know if I've ever shared my word of the year, but since you shared, I'm going to share mine. Um, it seems like we're, you know, good time. So, and um, and we'll ask you to share yours, you know, I'm just throwing that out there. Um, yeah, please. My, yeah. Um, so my word is release. And, you know, when I, every episode, every episode, there is something that connects me just probably like you with you, Riley, like the authenticity, mm-hmm. um, every episode. So for me, um, a lot of this is releasing the, it's not guilt, maybe shame and not feeling like I might fight into a scenario or like fitting the, releasing the need to fit into every scenario rather than looking for true belonging. There's a lot of judgment that I put on myself. Like, well, why wasn't I enjoying that party? You know, right. well, everybody else was, and let's be obvious, like everybody else wasn't, but right, whatever. right, of course. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it was a delightful party, but I'm sure like every single person there wasn't having the best time of their life. Yeah, no, it's not possible. No. <laughs> um, but, you know, and re- just releasing what needs to be released in, in order to be more authentic. And sometimes it's going to be um, releasing judgment. Sometimes it's releases anger. Sometimes it's releasing not having boundaries or releasing the, (laughs) releasing the judgment of myself that I need to be all things to all people, which is not true. Right. Um, And so, you know, this is one of those episodes, like you said, that maybe it turns into two, maybe it turns into a whole season, (laughs) but it's, it's one that will, will sit with me for a while because as I'm, I'm looking at you on the zoom behind you is my bookshelf. And I'm like looking at all of the books on my bookshelf. And I have, you know, Little Women and some Anne of Green Gables books. I have Ramona, Matilda. They are all, I have a bunch of Jane Austen books. They are all about 
people struggling to fit in. Yeah. And people learning to have um, their own, their own sense of self and learning who they are. I mean, I have all of the books about um, that movie. It was so good to all the boys I loved before, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and every coming of age story is going to be about um, sort of being authentic and sort of finding their, um, their inner self so that they belong wherever they are in the world. Yeah, I think, uh, I really, really believe that the feeling we get when we belong, when we really feel like we're a part of something can catapult us into a whole different sort of plane of existence, right? That it's like a different level. You're at a different level when you feel like you belong. And when you truly are connected in and you're tuned in and you're plugged into whatever is happening and the people and what you're doing, it is something that um, I have experienced and it's, and it's, and when I'm filling my purpose and I'm doing something that I feel like I have, you know, I have satisfied multiple facets of my brain and my heart and my soul, it is something magical. And then when you're cut off from that, it is, I've, I've said it before, it's devastating. And I think when you go through life and you are not connected it's not natural. It's not a natural state for people, for most people. Um, And that's why we see so many people suffering in so many different ways. And when we see people trying to cut other people out and trying to push people out of groups and in and out and the struggle, I mean, I see it in kids, I see it in grownups and it's, um, I just, I I find it so frustrating and unfortunate and um, unhealthy. And it's not that everyone belongs in every single group. That's not, that doesn't make sense, right? We're not all for each other. Not everybody's everybody's person. It's that the, that people, that there are, there are people for everybody, right? And if you can find a way to find your people and find your place, the, the opportunities are endless if you give yourself the chance. Yeah. And, you know, to continue. Yeah. I mean, when you do find, find your people or find your spots also, when you, when you let people not have to be everything for you, right. So you have multiple people in multiple spaces. It just like accepting others helps you accept yourself when you are, feeling like you truly belong. It's neat to watch other people, even ones that you don't belong with, especially ones that you don't belong with, find their people and watch as communities and individuals, but people really um, grow and, and do amazing things because they've found where they fit. Right. Um, that's it, how things flourish, I think. That's and that's the how word. that's yes. how, you know, you. that's how we, you know, we grow ideas and that's how we make it to the moon and to Mars and to, you know, to, we build things and ideas can can grow and and become more than just ideas. So, um we did not necessarily get into the concept of how belonging impacts workplaces. So maybe we'll do that in another episode, but I do think that's an, another important topic that um that we do need to address and just I just want to note it that we are aware um I don't want people to listen and think we're not thinking about it um it's extremely important having worked in a workplace that um did not particularly pay attention to belonging um or inclusivity in a meaningful way it was a very very challenging experience for me as a highly sensitive human um and not challenging for other people who don't function like I do. So um, it's, you know, it works for some and not for others. So it's an interesting topic and something I think we should um, dive into at some point. Yeah, definitely be a hundred percent. And as 
rightfully so the world is focused on, you know, diversity, equity, and inclusion in the workplace. Yep. If you are not taking it that step further to belongingness, um, ultimately your agenda um, is going, it is not going to be successful. Well, you're uh, not hitting inclusivity if you're not, yes. if you're not, ta- if we're not talking belonging, it's, it's, yes. it's not inclusive. <sighs> yeah. It's my, that's my, my, no. you know, small time opinion. I, I, I like your small time opinion. And, uh, <laughs> I'd say it's a big time opinion, but it's, you go. it's not, it's not enough, right? Like no. the just um, saying it and then doing it. So yes, this is definitely, we'll be coming back to this topic, I think. Because we also will just like really like talking about it. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, but uh, it wouldn't be us if we didn't give you homework. So let's hit the homework and uh, we'll let you get to it. So we want you to, of course, get your journal out. Um, take a minute, take a mental inventory of where or when you felt the most connected and then do the opposite where or when do you feel the least connected? Um, And then set a timer for 10 minutes and describe in detail your ideal group interaction. Like how many people are there? What are you doing? How does it feel? Where are you? Really get into the nitty gritties and write it all down. And then we want you to take a baby step, like small step. Create a calendar reminder for some time in the next week and put in the reminder that you're going to take a tiny step towards creating that ideal group interaction. Maybe it's just to meet up with one friend on a Zoom date. Maybe it's a phone call, whatever it is, just set the reminder and actually do it. And that's your first step towards belonging. I like it. I'm going to do it. I'm there. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to We Go Boldly podcast. We're honored you took the time out of your busy day to listen and grow with us as we strive to build an intentional life filled with purpose, meaning, and courage. If you enjoyed this episode, we would love it if you let us know. Head to Apple Podcasts today to rate and review our show. While you're there, be sure to subscribe to We Go Boldly podcast so you get notified when our next episode is live. How are you creating a purposeful life? What is holding you back? Let us know over on Facebook and Instagram. You can find us at Go Boldly Together. For more information on the show and how we can work together to create your best and boldest future, visit WeGoBoldlyThePodcast.com today. Stay tuned each week and join us in creating a bold society of limitless women.